As you know, there are eight Athena leadership principles, such as learn constantly, live authentically, and more. Our next guest, Juliana O'Rourke, is a strong leader in her community and organization, and she embodies the Athena principles naturally. In this episode, you'll learn how to reach new levels of success and fulfillment. Here we go, another great episode. Number 139, featuring Juliana O'Rourke, and we start right now. Welcome to Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business, one guest at a time. Now here's your host, Jeff Bolitnikoff, with another successful woman and her unique business journey. Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. I'm Jeff Litnikoff, and I'm very excited to have a leader on the line now. And this leader has, it's, it's best to characterize her as more success, more responsibility every step of the way. It's, it's like she's got the Midas touch because she just, okay, let me just give you kind of like a background. So she was at Widget Financial in Erie for most of her career. And she successfully, this is from her bio, she successfully helped the organization complete a name change because it was the General Electric Federal Credit Union, and they rebranded it to Widget, and her and her team got 16 National Marketing and Business Development Awards, and then she moved down to North Carolina, and she went to the Better Business Bureau of Southern Piedmont, and then she was hired as the Director of Marketing, but they're like, nah, you know, we got to make you the Vice President of Marketing and Communications, which is not a surprise, and I'm speaking of two, of course, Juliana O'Rourke. Juliana, I hope I did you justice there in your bio, but uh, really, that's that's my perception of everything, and welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate that intro. Yeah, it's great to have you. So I, I kind of get, I gave people the basic overview, but maybe, you know, you can add more flavor to it and maybe kind of expand on the bio and uh, all that other good stuff. So let me hand the mic over to you as we start. Yeah. So um, I started my career in Erie, originally grew up in Ohio, went to college in Ohio. And after college, actually was hired on with an agency in Erie called FA Troop, and they are still there and thriving. Wonderful organization. So I really got my kind of feet wet with them, and I was there for about a year and a half before I ended up over at Widget Financial. And at the time, it was the Erie General Electric Federal Credit Union, which, as you can hear, is quite the mouthful. So I started there in 2012, and I didn't leave there until 2017. So I was there for almost six years, and I've learned so much. I worked with such amazing people. The CEO, Gail Cook, I believe she is still there. She's absolutely amazing. She is such an advocate for developing young women, really mentoring them into becoming women leaders. So working under her was absolutely amazing, wonderful. I can't say enough good things about her. And also Trent Mason. So Trent was the chief marketing officer there for quite some time. Um, He really took me under his wing as well. He had quite an extensive amount of experience working with credit unions, not even just Widget, but other credit unions in Utah as well. And so between the two of them, they really, you know, got my feet wet in, I I suppose, the credit union space with marketing and advertising. And so while there, gosh, we worked on so many projects, we did so many things, but the biggest one was really the name change. So if you're familiar with the Erie area, there are a lot of credit unions and they're all very similar in name. So there was the Erie General Electric Federal Credit Union. There was Erie Community Credit Union. 
There was Erie Federal Credit Union, and a lot of times people had no idea which credit union they even belonged to. We did lots of trade shows and events, and we would be talking to people and encouraging them to bank with us. But I think when people hear the term credit union, they think kind of old school. They may not have a clue really what that even means, or they assume they have to be associated with you know some business or some type of an organization to be able to join and apply. But that's really not the case. Uh, basically, credit unions are really there to serve their communities, and their big philosophy is people helping people. So one of the you know struggles that we were constantly facing was people couldn't identify who we were. And as a marketer and an advertiser, that's your worst nightmare. You want people to be able to pick you out of a crowd. You want them to know who you are. You want them to recognize your name. And so really, when I started in 2012, they had already been thinking about next steps for a new name, you know, a brand change. And so we worked on it for a majority of the time that I was there. And we launched Widget Financial. And of course, you know, there was mixed emotions. There was mixed feelings. Of course, you know, General Electric, it was a very, very large company in Erie for a very long time. But we did everything we could and we launched a new brand and it became very successful. We went with really bright colors. We went with animated characters because we wanted it to be very family focused and oriented. And it really just sort of took off. We became pretty recognized within the credit union space in general. And so that's kind of where those awards came in. Every year, there's a couple marketing and business development conferences through the credit union space, if you will. And we said, hey, why not? Let's submit for some of these awards. And we were rewarded for all types of different things from our website design to our new credit and debit card design to some commercials we had done. We even actually went as far as giving away a Fiat. I don't know if you remember that, but we partnered with one of the local dealerships and did this huge campaign where people could enter to win. And there were all these different things that they could do and all these different ways they could enter. And we had it going on for quite some time. We even actually took the Fiat and, and drove it from Erie down to Florida, which was where one of the conferences were was at at the time. And we recorded everything. We did commercials. It was just a complete comprehensive campaign. And not only was it pretty amazing to be involved in a project quite like that, but then to be rewarded, especially in front of so many of your peers across the country, it was pretty phenomenal and pretty amazing. So getting that experience at Widget was amazing. It was absolutely wonderful and it was fun. And I know when you think of credit unions and banks, you think of probably boring stuff, especially from a marketing standpoint, but it was awesome. It was so much fun. We had such a great team that I I really couldn't have asked for much better, to be totally honest. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's an amazing story. And I think that you have a story to tell our audience, especially those that may be thinking of, well, maybe their own rebrand, maybe they're rebranding their company, or maybe they're just thinking of branding their company for the first time. So, and really kind of getting kind of that presence in the marketplace, if you will. So what would be your best advice to people that are either thinking about a rebranding or branding in general? Yeah, so I think for us, you know, we did a lot of work behind the scenes. We evaluated hundreds and hundreds of names. We did focus groups. We talked to people of all ages And we knew we wanted to come up with something that was different. We knew we wanted to come up with something that would stand out. And that's essentially how we ended up with Widget Financial. And the process kind of went where we had all these names. We sort of 
narrowed it down to about three to five, presented our board with lots of different options. We started building logos and some different mock-ups for things. And ultimately, we went with Widget Financial and we went with these very bright colors, the teal, the black, and the white. That was, you know, somewhat representative of the area we were living in. So, of course, being on the lake and the water, Presque Isle is such a beautiful place that we wanted to just stand out somehow. And I'm sure if you live in Erie and you drive by any of the branches at night, especially when their signs are lit up, uh, you can't miss them. So we, uh, that's really what we were going for. And for us, it was really all that work on the back end and that time we spent preparing and developing all of the products, the services and everything. That's why we were as successful as we were. We spent the time doing the research preparing for that launch and really just making sure everything was in place. And for a project like this, all hands were on deck. It was all departments. It was IT. It was member services. It was lending. It was our CEO. It was our board of directors, our marketing team, of course. This wasn't just a one team project, if you will. We had everybody involved and we had to have everybody on board. We did multiple staff presentations. Of course, we had some staff members that were very tied to the GE name. And we did a lot of one-on-one conversations. We did a lot of talking to our staff and our employees and understanding their feelings and how they felt. And then we really made sure to have everybody on board and on the same page. We went as far as really taking that color palette and bringing it to life. So we went as far as having everybody really adapt those colors in their wardrobe and, you know, making sure we were just all really representative of the brand as a whole. And I think that's where we were able to find the success that we did was that we had buy-in from everybody. Well, let's pivot to a question. I And, and this will be something that I think encompasses your whole career, because it's fair to say, I think, you're a community marketing expert, and, and I don't know if that's the right term or not. I kind of made it up as on the fly here, as I often <laughs> do on this podcast. But, you know, when you think about a Better Business Bureau, when you think about credit unions, these are things that I think members, it's both are membership-based, they feel kind of a special tie to the organization. So talk to me real quick about being able to market to people that really have a, a, a real heavy stake in the business? Because I, I would imagine that communication's a little different than maybe a, a some businesses that are, they could be a little more transactional. Although I don't want to categorize it that way because, you know, more and more people want to be really committed to the brands that they buy from and they interact with. But it, it seems to me that you are really good at communicating with people that really have a heavy stake in the organization. Yeah. So, you know, they are both membership-based organizations. Um, The difference really from the credit union and, you know, the Better Business Bureau is who's your target? Who are you really working with? So credit union, we're working with families, we're working with individuals, whereas at the Better Business Bureau, we're really focused on businesses. Of course, we help consumers. We let consumers know about different scams going on in our area. We offer them the services of filing complaints and reviews. But really trying to focus on businesses and help them be successful. And of course, right now with all the things going on in the world, 2020 is a crazy year and businesses have taken a really big hit. So anything we've been able to do to support them and help them is, you know, what we're here for. We really try to help develop our businesses from resources, teaching them things, taking a look at their website to see, help improve that. So they are definitely both very tied into the community and really work to sort of give back and provide that support as best they can. 
All right. Well, let's get into our final few questions here. And by the way, I want to mention as well um, that you are very involved in the community. So you've served on the board of Charities for Children and the committee for Make-A-Wish Waffles and Wishes Breakfast. And you're very involved in the Junior League of Charlotte. And you sit on the communications count as well as heart math tutoring. So that's uh, that's all great stuff. And in your notes, we're going to have links to all of that great stuff. We're also going to have links to Widget. We're going to have links to the Better Business Bureau of Southern Piedmont and all that other good stuff. But, Juliana, what are some other resources that you would like to point people at? What are some things that you might feel that would inspire our audience or educate them? Or, you know, what would you what would you like to uh, share with our audience that maybe makes a difference for you in your career? Yeah, so the Junior League of Charlotte has been huge for me. That's an organization that I joined not too long after I moved to Charlotte. And when you join the Junior League, you actually apply. And so you go through this application process and they sort of, you know, determine whether they accept your application or not. And then your first year, you're technically a provisional. And so you kind of have a lot more requirements in your first year. And I think they do that purposely just to make sure that, you know, you're dedicated and you really want to do the work because the Junior League is developed a great relationship with lots of organizations around Charlotte and they really focus on giving back to the community and volunteerism. So in Charlotte, we focus on school readiness and really getting these kids ready for school, especially those that are kind of growing up in poverty. You know, they maybe don't have access to resources. And so that sort of also is where that heart math tutoring ties in. That was an opportunity that I was presented with by being a part of the junior league. And so prior to COVID every Thursday, I was going to tutor a first grader, which is basically just playing games with them, but really working on their math skills. So a lot of students across the world in general kind of fall behind and they need that additional support. And so with Heart Math, we've been able to do that. But the Junior League really works to not only kind of help the community, but they also work to really develop women. So that's a huge resource for anybody that lives in an area where there's a Junior League and there's hundreds across the United States. I would take advantage of that. And kind of in addition to that, I actually just read Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I don't know if you've read that. But it is a phenomenal book, and it really talks about being yourself and letting your true self come out and not worrying about what other people think, but just doing you and the things that you like and appreciate and really kind of finding your inner true self. And once you do that, you become such a happier person and you become so much more fulfilled. And so for me, anybody that I kind of come in contact with that you know enjoys reading, I recommend that book. No question. And Juliana, if you don't mind me asking, because we have a little extra time here before we get to our final question, what were some of the things when you read that book, what were some of the things that you maybe removed from your life to kind of live more authentically? And that's one of the Athena principles. And I think that's exactly what that book is talking about, living authentically. What are some things that maybe had to go, you know, what were kind of your aha moments for yourself when you read that book? So I think sometimes happenstance and being in the kind of corporate world, you sort of hold yourself to all these standards and, you know, I need to do this and I need to do that. And I think after reading that book, some of that for me just sort of filtered away. I've always been a pretty independent, self-sufficient person. Don't necessarily care what others think per se. As long as I make myself happy, I'm great. But I think some of the principles in that book um, include building relationships, right? So that's been a huge, huge part of my career, especially because when I moved down to Charlotte, I knew maybe three, four people and they were not in the industry that I worked in. And so I needed to figure out how 
the heck I was going to build my network back up. When I left Erie, you know, I had a huge network. I'd been there for seven years. And coming down to Charlotte, I didn't know anybody and knew that I needed to kind of figure that out. And also, by working for the credit union, I knew that I really wanted to get back into volunteerism. We did a lot of volunteer work when I was at Widget, and that was something that I really, really missed when I came down here. So building those relationships back up was so incredibly important to me, and I just worked to, to do it, to make it happen. All right, Juliana. Well, I'm going to turn the mic over to you right now for the final question. We can call this the Juliana O'Rourke podcast, presented by Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena. Okay, I'm going way off the rails here. But at any rate, I want to hand you the mic, and I want you to address the audience with whatever you'd like to talk about right now. So, Juliana, the floor is yours. All right. So I would say one thing that has really helped get me to where I'm at today is, of course, the support of my friends and my family. I have never had anything but strong people standing behind me, supporting me from prior colleagues such as yourself to, you know, my family there back in Ohio to friends kind of all across the country. And so that has been incredible and amazing. But one other thing that I have always really kind of talked about, I guess, in my career is that I am always trying to learn new things. I'm always trying to learn from new people. I have no problem asking questions. I've always thought that if, you know, somebody feels like your question is a dumb question, maybe they're not the right person to talk to because I've always expressed to my team and anybody that I've worked with, I would rather you ask me questions than pretend you know and be wrong. So that is something that I've always, always pushed on anybody that I kind of come in contact with that I have any type of business relationship with is, you know, continue learning, even if it's on your own, even if it's doing your own thing. I would say there's been so many nights where I've just read articles or books or listened to podcasts that, you know, are relative to my field and my industry, but they're not things I've been required to do. But knowing, you know, where I wanted to end up in my career, it was important to me. And so I would encourage anybody to uh, always be learning and ask questions. Well, Juliana O'Rourke, I have the uh, Better Business Bureau of Southern Piedmont, Vice President of Marketing and Communications, if I can talk. I'm only a podcast host, for gosh sakes. <laughs> but at any rate, um, but the Juliana, thank you so much for your time. I, I know you're a very busy person. Just for you to spend time with us this week as we record this, of course, it's October 1st, 2020. You're obviously speaking to the listener. You're hearing this summertime right now. But wanted to kind of give you a timestamp. But Juliana, again, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was wonderful. I appreciate it a lot. Oh, yeah, it was great to have you. Good branding can upgrade a business and create needed connections within a world being overwhelmed by pointless noise. Our next guest, Laura Beauparlon, knows all about this. And she wants to remind you of your business's purpose and be realigned on the road to success, or at least greater success. Here's a little bit from Laura as we preview next week. It's so important for the business owner to be deeply aligned with their business, the the why that it exists, and then the language and the visual expression of that so that they can attract the right clients. If, if you're misaligned, from the brand and you're trying to be something that you're not a lot of businesses are trying to fit into their industry rather than stand out because they're like well it's always been done this way and that's what this type of professional is supposed to look like and my answer is to that says who you know who says you have to dress this way look this way have a brand that that acts and speaks this way you can be anything you want 
That's why you started a business. This podcast has a purpose. Gain more listeners. And there's two simple ways you can help us do exactly that. One, rate and review the podcast. Two, share the episodes you find relevant. If you could do those two things, you will help us immensely. But regardless, we appreciate you being here and listening every week. And we look forward to having you back next week as we prepare another great episode for you. Thanks again.